This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. We're on Stadium. You can watch us on, uh, on Stadium, watchstadium.com. We're with you up until 6 o'clock Eastern time. So this is the final segment. We're with you until 7 o'clock Eastern on the show. You can watch us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, or you can listen and watch on the BetQL network, twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and can listen for free on the Odyssey app. We're going to continue going through Locketology here on You Better You Bet. Ken, you said at commercial break you had a uh, a fun question or uh, that you wanted to pose or, or something that you yeah. found during the break. Uh, some yeah, we were so we were talking before the break. I just think this stuff's so interesting. I always think like nostalgia and history in the NCAA tournament are almost like more fun than projecting it. Where like we're doing the bracket and that's like, oh, remember that time when like that thing happened and everybody's like, oh yeah, like I remember that game. That was so awesome. So I, I brought this up in the in the end of last segment, but it just didn't load in time. I was like trying to get the filter right. Um we were talking about Kentucky. And Creighton in this this third region that we were just doing, and we'll do the fourth region maybe next segment and and uh, and make sure we get to it. But like Kentucky and Creighton have the 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 sort of what is it the distinction like, but not the one that you would want <laughs> the infamous distinction of being like the hot teams right now that are playing really well currently in the final month of the season. So uh, if you use Bart Torvik's numbers and you filter before February fifteenth and now. So sort of like who is playing well up to the final month of the season, but who's playing really well in the final month of the season. Uh, Kentucky and Creighton are the two teams that have improved the most among like the good teams. And there are some teams like way at the bottom that have improved a little bit more like Nevada's improved. So like, it's just, these teams are like not relevant to the discussion. Uh, dubious right. honor, Mike Wrights, which is what I was going for. Creighton and Kentucky. And then Duke would be the team after them. That's improved the most over the, and so I was just looking and I was like, all right, like, what if I, like, can I give a couple historical examples? So people are like, well, like, what are some other teams historically that fit this description? So I'll say like a, you know, like a top six or seven seed and they, uh, they way outperform the final month of the season, like two simple filters. That's like pretty easy. So like top six, seven seed, and they, they do what, good way to think about it. They do what Kentucky is doing right now. They do what Creighton's doing right now. How do they usually, how do those teams do? They do pretty good. How are they doing? Um, so I looked at last year. We'll do that one first. Uh, St. Mary's was a five. They, uh, and, and you're going to hear these. You're going to be like, well, but they got put with that team or they got seated with that. Okay, great. And they lost next. Like, like it just, again, like, like I'm not, we're not in the excuse making business. It's about who's going to go deep in the NCAA tournament. St. Mary's was really like the hottest top five seed. Um, 
in terms of just how much they improved, not where they got to, not how high they got, but where kind of like how much they improved. And they got bounced by UConn in the second round of the tournament. They were out before the end of the first weekend. Um, Iowa was white hot entering the NCAA tournament last year, playing like a top three team in the country. They lost in the first round. Uh, Tennessee played like the second best team in the country. They lost in the second round. <laughs> so, so it's just like there's a, there's a lot of teams where you kind of go through and you're like, wait a minute. Like these are, these are, uh, or sorry, this was two years ago. I'm looking at two years ago. That's my fault. I was like, Iowa wasn't the hottest team. That was the Keegan Murray yeah. Iowa team a couple of years yes. ago. Keegan Murray and Iowa mm-hmm. were one of the hottest teams in the tournament. I said it wrong. And they lost, uh, they lost to Richmond in the first round. St. Mary's lost in the second round. All the losses are still true. Tennessee lost in the second round of the tournament a couple of years ago. So this is two years ago. Uh, last year, the two hottest teams entering the tournament were Duke and Kentucky. Those were the two teams that like everybody wanted. They got seated together in the same region and, uh, and they were both out before the second weekend of the tournament. Duke lost to Tennessee in the second round. So I messed up a year there, but basically the idea is, and like, that's just the last two years in like these, these hot teams late, like it's, it's not good. And there aren't, there aren't a lot of like, yeah, but what about that team there? Those teams don't really exist. Like Michigan, when they made the title game against Villanova. So it was like six years ago. Um, they're like, and this was true with beeline teams, historic John beeline was the coach of Michigan. This was true with his teams. Historically, they kind of always got hot in the final month, like every single year. And then, and then would play well in the tournament. And it's why he was like a great coach for them and, and made a final, uh, and, and, you know, against Villanova, obviously. So like they, yeah, they did that, but like everybody else. So like, again, like I'm just looking, I go, and you probably uh, remember the year where Purdue, this is the Matt Painter, this is the Matt Painter special, where Purdue lost to North Texas in the oh, 4-13. Yeah. You probably remember that game, right? Yeah. So um, they were, uh, they, by just number of spots, they improved. They were the 34th best team prior to February 15th. They were the 11th best team in the final month. They improved more than almost any team in the country. See ya. Uh, Kansas that year played like a top 10 team in the final month. And they, they got bet against insanely in their first round game. They played Northeastern. I think yeah, they had a four thirteen, and everybody was on Northeastern and Kansas throttled them. And I think everybody was like, Oh, maybe we were wrong. Like Kansas is actually good. And then Kansas played Auburn, I think in the second round and got like absolutely run off the court. Yes. Like, would yes. you remember? Obviously, yes. Uh, so oh. it just right. So they they were those two were hot. Not neither again a three seed a four seed. Neither made it out of the first weekend. The last one from that year, Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State, who were like again like a big like play like oh Cade four seed like maybe win the region like yep and like not so much. Would they lose to or was that the Oregon State team? Is that who beat them? It who was. Beat them? It was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also that Oregon State so, team. So a three, a four, and a four, nobody makes it out of the first weekend. Like that's that's rough. That's a tough that draw. <laughs> so so again, like we can do the teams, and I apologize for messing up the the last two years, and I did them in the wrong order. But you hear the examples. I'm not cherry picking here. It's like literally, you go down the list. Who's the first top seven seed you get to? Who's the next one? Who's the next one? That's where that's what you get. Those are the teams that you get there. And uh, and so again, if you like Kentucky, there's a lot of reasons to like them. They're super talented. They're really fun to watch. They play really entertaining games. If you like Creighton, yeah. I get it. Creighton's awesome. Like I watched a couple games of them. They're really good. I totally get it. Um, just understand that those two teams are currently on track to be part of a really, 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 really dubious list 
when we get to the NCAA tournament of like they're they might be flame out candidates and you got to just kind of come to grips with that despite what your eyes are telling you when you watch the games I there's no question I'm gonna have a Creighton to win the Big East tournament ticket in my hand like there's I gotta look at that for you I got to tell you if that's a thing or not. I'll be, maybe I'll do February 1st. Like I'll do the month leading up to the conference tournament instead of, because if I do February 15th, it's like two weeks. It's like, oh, well, you played really well that one Wednesday night. So now you're going to win your conference tournament. Like there's not a lot of games there. Maybe do February. How do you play in February versus conference tournament? That's like a pretty cool. I might actually look at that. That's actually pretty awesome. Uh, I might actually look at The two things I know, too, regarding the conference tournament that are always great indicators of the NCAA tournament is, I don't remember how long it's spanning back, but like no national championship team since whatever has lost before the semifinal round in their tournament, right? So like if you're in a league where you get like the 1-8, you know, if you're in a Big Ten, SEC, whatever it may be, you're playing in that 1-8 game in the quarterfinals, like no team has ever lost in that round and won the national championship in like a long time, I think. And then there's like a great stat, Ken, of teams who win the national championship, like don't win their conference tournament. Like it happens sometimes, but it's like 50, it's a, 50. Ext- Yeah. Is it, is it that much? Oh, I thought it was a lot higher. I thought it was a lot it's, higher. Uh, but, uh, I, I have it. So it's, uh, here, let me do it by year. This is because I, I was always curious about this stuff too. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. have UConn last. Did you, did UConn win their conference tournament last year? They did not. Know. No, Marquette did. Okay. Marquette did. So they, yeah. so, uh, oh, actually, well, <laughs> recently it's, it's, you don't win. But like, if you go back, it's kind of like if you do it in ten-year chunks. So like the last ten years, three teams won their conference tournament that won the national Maybe championship. The last ten, yeah. but then if you go the okay. previous ten, it's like six. So it's like okay. again, like you're kind of. But I think the way to frame that for people is kind of what we're saying about the February, like the last month thing. Just don't get too wrapped up in what what you saw, like. Right. You know, George and Patrick Ewing made that crazy run, what was that, three, four years ago in the Big East tournament, won all those games, and ended up making the NCAA, terrible team, made the NCAA tournament. They got in a 12-5 against Colorado. I think people were kind of like, no, George, I just saw them. They were they were won the Big East, like, pretty good. It's like, yep. nah, like, that's not, it's almost like you just, it's got to be a reset button. Whenever you get to the first day of the NCAA tournament, it's got to be, like, reset and you go back to the entire body of work again. And I would put a more of an emphasis on non-conference play than conference play too. But you got to you can't there's no recency, there's no hot team. It's like everybody's got a bunch of days off and they're and they're planning for their next opponent and you're in Boise, Idaho in a gym you've never played in and here we go and you just play the games. So it's it's got to be you have to hard reset your brain to be like not how did I just feel about this team when I was at Madison Square Garden watching them or wherever or Nashville or wherever they play the SEC tournament now uh, or in Vegas. Like it's got to be how like how have they been the whole year and you want someone balanced and complete and you don't want somebody that's just been really good for a couple weeks. Yeah, well said. I will say when looking at this region, Ken, I think this is the region where we're going to get the most chaos every year in the tournament. Wow. We always have we always have a region like this. And Always I feel Purdue. like the last th- three Always years, Purdue especially, it. it's like, yeah, Purdue being the one seed obviously helps. It's these regions where, see, the first two regions we went through, right? I bet a lot of people also looked at those regions, and there were probably like two or three teams that like a majority of people will have those teams in their final four, right? There's one region every year where you look at it, 
And there are like six or seven teams that people could have in the final four, right? People are going to have Purdue. People are going to have Kentucky, Creighton, Iowa State, North Carolina. There'll be some Florida Atlantic people who think they can go back to back. When that, when we get this kind of region, I just feel like personally, this is where we get chaos. My team that I would keep that I would keep an eye out for in this region actually is TCU. And I know you brought up Jamie Dixon earlier, and he's a guy that you know has not had much success in the tournament. I like their team this year. Their backcourt, Jameer Nelson Jr. and Avery Anderson, those are guys who transferred into the program, seniors. Five of their top seven players are like seniors. They have nothing but upperclassmen. What I love about TCU, they play to the level of their competition, and I I think it could be an early exit for, for, for Purdue. I cannot wait to bet against Princeton, against Kentucky. I pray this is the matchup. Give me a team that is disciplined like Princeton, that runs great offensive sets against that Kentucky defense that won't beat themselves and will let Kentucky lose that game all by themselves. I'll sign <laughs> up for it. Uh, that's just, We oh, just man. know how that game no, That would be the worst matchup for them. Iowa State, North Carolina at the bottom half of that region would, uh, would be interesting too. Some closing thoughts there. Ken will give his pick in that region. And then we'll move on to our final region, Moron Island. You better, you bet, presented by BetMGM Locketology on a Friday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.